Hello there, I'm Miranda Gretton and this is Take a Moment with NCHC, the show where we talk to you and your colleagues about experiences that affect you. Listen on your drive between patients or in your downtime, whenever you get the chance to take a moment. In this episode, I talk to Service Improvement Manager Clemence Ngamba about juggling family life with a career and the difference flexible working opportunities have made to working parents' lives. I am a Service Improvement Manager. I've been with NCHNC for the past two years. I have three boys, one going into his teenage years, he's 14. I have a nearly 12-year-old and a nine-year-old, so that's three children. And I have a husband who works all the time, so, and we manage our children between us. Wow, three boys. Okay, yeah, that's a busy household thing, because I've got two boys, so adding one in, I can't imagine. How do you manage the, the chaos that is having three boys at home? Obviously, my day starts a lot earlier than my working day. So I usually I'm usually up between 6.30 and 7. That is if my children let me sleep for that long. Uh, and then I prepare my son for school. So the little ones, the older ones, they're quite good at getting themselves ready. And three times a week and I am on a school drop off duty. So I drop them off at school. I drive to uh, school, which is about 20 minutes away. Until recently, I used to do three schools drop off. So that was a nightmare, <laughs> a nightmare to manage in the morning between the chaos of getting everybody out of the door on time and having to dread the traffic on the road. It, it was, yeah, it was manic, stressful. And before I got into work, I felt always felt like I had a full day already. So, so get into work and start dealing with my day. Um, finish at five, five thirty and then pick up my children from after school club. And let me tell you, they were almost always the last ones at after school club. And that was tough. So you put your kids into the after school club. So was that an easy decision for you? Does anybody ever sort of pass any comment about that? I didn't struggle with the decision because it was just what I had to do. I don't have any family around to help me out with my children. So that sort of paid care was on always the direction of travel if I had to be at work. Whether people have often made comments to me, not really. I think it was probably me looking at other people and seeing them being able to pick up their children at you know at three thirty, being able to have conversation with other parents and finding out about what's happening at school and what what's happening in their children's life is the bit that I missed and that I felt guilty about and not necessarily any external involvement in what I did. So it's more the mum guilt. You know, that feeling of I should be be doing something different. Talking about my little one and the mom guilt and the fact that you you don't always know if what you're doing is the right thing. We, we, the little one, we live quite close to the school, but he, he was never allowed to go to school on the scooter because we didn't just have the, the time and he really, really wanted to do so. But I just had to explain that I can't take you to school on a scooter. Sorry, we have to drive because we have to drop off your brothers, you know, 10, 15 minutes away by cars. It's those sort of little things that really makes you feel a bit different to the parents who have the opportunity to do so and spend that time with their child on the way to school. But we did have nice conversations driving around. 
that's the thing isn't it I think it's it's what you make of it like I my, my lit list is two and he goes to nursery he goes four days because I work four days a week I got judged quite heavily from another parent once who said four days you put him in four days really yeah. and I thought well yeah I do yeah and actually he's thriving he's a really sociable little boy he's really comfortable all of his learning and development are really coming along and I find like sometimes on the Friday when I, it's just me and him you know I don't do half as much as I think they probably do at nursery with him so I think it's a real benefit but there is that perceived stigma perhaps of putting your, your kids into nursery full-time potential or even part-time some people really frown upon it it's an interesting one isn't it I, I did take time off work because it was really difficult to uh, manage children and work it wasn't just for me I did it for a couple of years and I thought I, I can't go on like this um, it's not good for me I know that I like to spend a lot of time with them but to be fair how much time do I spend with them when they're at school staying at home is not just for everybody I, I, I suppose I think it's about what works best for you and your family rather than what is perceived by others I think thinking about how others might feel about the choices that I make for my family shouldn't really have any sort of influence on, or impact. I understand that the society is made up in a certain way and where moms used to be, you know, they're at home moms looking after the children. And it's not to say that we need to give up on our own dreams to care for the family or fit within the mold that the society is putting us into. How have you been impacted by the changes in flexible working since COVID? You know, the fact that we are now able to work from home and so you could do the school run and rather than battle the traffic like you used to have to do, you can just come home again and get settled and get started. You know, how has it changed your daily life? Oh, it has definitely made my life a lot easier. Like you said, we've talked about my working day before and now. Some of some of the things do remain. I still do this, the school drop off. I still have to get them ready in the morning. But the difference is I feel like the society is much more accepting of working parents or work, working mothers. I feel like uh, before there were, people used to know that you are a mother, but your children were at home or at school. But now there's that crossover between home and work, which makes it easier for you to say, for example, I'm finishing today at 3.30 because I have to go and do school pickup and it's accepted. I'm sure it, it would have been in the past because we had those flexible working policy in place already but it's just that you personally I feel more validated and confident that this is not going to be front open this is the new normal for everybody almost across the world not speaking to for those who can't really work from home but having that flexibility has just helped with managing internal fight that you always have between this is home and this is work and they, those two don't never ever cross but now they do cross and they cross all the time and it's okay and it's actually very good like that it's nothing to stop mothers from going and having amazing career even when they have children and that's not a message that I felt that like we heard before the pandemic I think it felt like if you were a mother then you were stopped in your trajectory because you had children you couldn't really possibly do everything that well and perhaps it wasn't just the society telling you that you, you might have felt that internally but now it's it's a shift isn't it it's a cultural 
change that is it is amazing and great for mothers and i'm sure the, the society as a whole will benefit because how how many women do we have at home looking after children will very much like to come back to the workplace and their skills they have ambition for themselves they want to do it but they materially they can't they couldn't until now now it's much more accepted if you said i'm happy to apply for this job but i'll do it remotely then that conversation can happen it's the right to request from the moment you start the job that potentially you're going to do it in a slightly different way and it's less now about well you can't do it because you don't fit the mold it's more well let's mold the job to you because you are the right person to do it almost four in ten employed mothers were previously not requesting some type of flexible working because they often just assumed it would be turned down you know whereas now it's exactly as you say it's that innate knowledge that it won't be like you said changing culture it just really feels now that we will be listened to and we will be heard and that's really different I think a lot of people also feared asking for flexibility because they thought it might damage their careers in terms of progression now what we understand with the modern days of how we work now and it's not completely post-pandemic but post-pandemic world is more about outcomes rather than how many hours do you spend at work it's how competent are you to do that job yeah i i I totally agree with you that now perhaps self-motivation thing for for women knowing that they won't be perceived in a negative way if they ask for for more they will they will be judged on outcomes rather than times people had to show commitment by being present and by being seen at work but it's not so much the case now i think People can work very well remotely. They can work very well when they are seen in person. I'm hoping that there will be a lot more women who will feel validated in doing more on, you know, being ambitious and going for more senior roles. That opportunity is out there available for mothers. We've got the technology to be able to do it. You know, we've got our laptops. We can essentially work from anywhere. So like you say, it's on outputs. And that has been a real shift in culture over the last few years. I remember we called it going agile Mm. at my last place prior to being at NCHC. And if you got up at three o'clock to leave that, you know, people would still say, oh, there goes the part timer. Yeah. And you sort of think, yeah, but I've been in the office since half seven. Like, because I've I've worked my hours out to be that way. And, you know, and actually... It, that is just such a demoralizing thing to say to somebody and we I don't feel like we have that anymore I think some of those culture are not to be disparaging we're quite negative in towards people who couldn't uh, work full-time but working part-time uh, working full-time for me it it doesn't really make a massive difference it it is again it's how competent are you in doing the role that you're doing uh, i forgot to mention that i work four days a week so i'm not exactly full-time so it's 30 hours job but i i do feel that it's best for me in terms of that balance between my work life and my family life having that day off I always used to feel like it was running around non-stop it was like a never-ending you know race but now no a lot of that stress has been taken away thanks to being able to work remotely and flexibly there's so many options aren't there because there's things like nine day fortnights there's three days four days there's finishing 
early, sort of changing, starting early, different hours and everything. There's so many different options now. Did you go down to four days from full time? And was that an easy conversation with your line manager? I'm so grateful that we are able to do that within the NHS because I speak to other people in other workplaces where they don't have as much that push towards flexible working and those sort of uh, work practices. No, it was an easy conversation. I think uh, it was probably harder as a personal conversation. You know, if you if you've worked five days a week, let's not discount that you're taking pay cut. But if you weigh the reward against the pay cut, then for me at that point it was just a no-brainer. So I just wanted to have a bit more time for myself to look after my own. Um, mental health, my well-being, and keep working. That's the thing. The thing is, I, I don't want to stop working, but I don't want work to overtake everything that I have. So it, it, it's about finding the right balance. I, I don't I don't know it'd be easy for everybody to do so, but yeah, I, I just had to make that transition into a different way of approaching both. That's the beauty of what we can achieve now is that previously you would have been working five days. You would have, well, you either work five days or you don't work at all because nurseries are expensive. So when kids are small, it's kind of the nursery bill is basically my salary. So I might as well stop working. And we had that conversation in my household and it was very much like, I don't want to stop working because I don't feel like I could be the person he needs me to be at home. I don't, I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mum if I'm frank I didn't want to do it so I wanted to go to work but I also didn't want to go to work for no reason if that made sense if the bill if my pay was just going to be you know into that nursery bill then yeah I couldn't justify that whereas now being allowed to have that open conversation and say right how can I make this work for me what is it that I would like approaching work and saying this is what will work for me and my family financially but also like exactly as you say and quite rightly for my mental health and my mental well-being you know to be able to have those conversations now changes everything. Yeah and I I would agree with you and I'm, I'm probably on the same line it, for me working is important because it's just showing my children the values that I have isn't it I inherited it from my parents they were hard workers and I like working hard so I think by me staying an active proactive mom contributing to the society in in the way that I've chosen I, I think it's great for them to see a mother at work, a mother doing things, and I'm able to share some of the things that I do at work, my successes. So if I've done a piece of work that I'm very proud of, if I've you know contributed to something, that I can show them as material proof of how well and happy I am at work. Then for me, I can if I can pass that on to them, for me, it's, it's great. It's, you know, sharing my core values with them. You know, when I said I had three children, the phrase that I've had more often than not is, so you have your handful. No, that's not what it means. I don't, it, it doesn't mean that I, I can't do anything else. It only means that I have three children that I care very much about. But I also have other ambitions for myself. I don't just want to be a mother. I want to be more. I want to be, you know, somebody who succeeds in the worst workplace, somebody who has a legacy for their children and somebody who, when my children remember me, it's somebody who also managed to spend time with them, even though she did all of that. It's hard to, you know, find the balance, but that's the way I chose to live my life and I'm happy. 
it's making those little moments count. So yes, okay, you might not be with them day in, day out, but when you are with them, and I'm the same with my kids, when I am, I try really hard to be present in that moment. So I put my phone in a drawer and I will kind of get down on the floor and play. And I'll, in my spare time, I read a lot of parenting books. I try to find the little hints and tips, you know, Instagram's a good one as well, like following different mm-hmm. accounts there to be more present and to do more stuff. Like you say, we want to show them that going to work is is important to us but it's about when we are with them making that time really rich I think isn't it well personally if I have something to discuss with them tell them about like I said small successes at work then it makes our conversation much more interesting because we have something that we all bring to the table so I tell them about my day they tell they tell me about theirs and then we just you know they learn so much by listening to me and I uh, honestly I learn an incredible amount listening to them and all the things that they've been doing and in that way we all maintain a little bit of our independence I don't think that if you have children you have to give up everything to look after them I think you, you you still need to look after yourself to be able to look after them properly and being at work is part of me looking after myself I agree. I'm interested when you said previously about you don't have family around to look to look after the kids. Back in the day, families would use their next door neighbours. There would be, you know, real sort of sense of community. But we don't have that as much now, do we? That support network where you can just call up a friend and say, would you mind just picking up, you know, my son? There is an extra layer to our mum guilt where we don't ask for help in the way that our parents perhaps did. Do you feel that? Yeah, perhaps it's a it's a a change in how society views those things because everybody people are so busy, aren't they? That that other mom would have been at home to be able to look after someone else's child. There is also everything around safeguarding and how do you trust people to do things, and how the society has changed. I don't know if it's that we are more inward looking into our families and therefore we we feel like we we shouldn't burden other people with our problems we had a situation the other day where my eldest who's six he was um asked after school by his friend if he wanted to go for a play date and my first instinct was oh no 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 no, you can't do that tonight because we haven't arranged it and his mum said no it's fine I'm not I'm not working today so he can come around I heard myself saying okay but I'll pick him up at half past four <laughs> so I gave the kid an hour and a half for this play date and she was like he can stay for tea if he wants I'm like no 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 honestly it's fine none of that was to do with safeguarding it was all down to the fact that I didn't want to burden her with it because I thought oh this is the last thing she wants why are we so bad at not even accepting help but kind of letting ourselves letting go do those things letting go of that control why are we so bad at it I don't know is it a control element we want to know what our children are doing what they're eating uh, if they're well looked after I don't know I suppose there's a bit of all of that and again if you you know how difficult it is to look after your own child. You don't want to really want someone else to be doing that for you. I wonder whether we, as working mothers as well, we we just want to think that what we're doing is right. We want to look like we've got control of the situation. I, I read an article a couple of years ago about new mothers not wanting any help. Either they don't want to burden other people or they, or they just want that control element over their children. And the advice in the article was if you're offered help, take it. And I and I and I do say that to my friends. 
and it just fostered a sort of you know solidarity between women that we perhaps are forgetting about and that's it's very important as you said if you have no support network no one else around you friendship is becomes much more important given that you are the mum of three boys and you have a very busy household do you have any tips for other working mums things that people can do to make that busy working slash getting the kids ready for school life a little bit more manageable there's one thing that I do and that I always think about that I read in a book a couple of years ago um seasons are, go- are just going to pass by so when it's really challenging, I just say to myself, this is not going to be forever. And uh, I think I try to let go of things. I try to let go if they've forgotten their lunch on the back of, on the seat at the back of my car, what I do, I'll ring school and try and arrange lunch that way rather than, you know, beating myself up to, for not having noticed when I should have. Um, yeah, it, it it's about let go uh, if you can. Don't take it too personally. It doesn't matter what other people say. The choices you make now for yourself or your family are actually for the best. It's what works for you. And it doesn't have to work for anyone else because each family is different. The dynamics are different. The environment is different. Even the financial situation is different. So those choices will be highly dependent on all of those put together. And there isn't one way of doing things yeah you just have to do what works for you and yeah like you say be kind to yourself and just sort of preparing the night before do you do that do you do you prepare all their bags and everything the night before and get everything ready I I want to say yes but not always (laughs) (laughs) that's when I'm very organized and other days when it's chaos but again I take one day each day as it comes (laughs) when I'm prepared I do feel nice and relaxed and happy in the morning but there's always something they'll forget a shoe or a hat or a glove or the PE kit (laughs) so I try my best I try to be organized because planning does help to feel a bit more settled in the morning but if I did do that it it won't be any different It, it does doesn't really matter to me some people will be listening to this thinking oh I wish I could stay at home I'd love to be a stay at home mum and you know absolutely I think a lot of people would love that opportunity but they have to work to pay bills and I think there's that side of things as well that says while work is a choice for a lot of people it's not a choice for others some people have to it isn't a choice well I I want to argue that it's probably not a choice for a lot of people giving how the society is but again we are just quite lucky to be living in a different era where we we can have a career and have children, we 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 are not going to be confined into doing one thing. That's the thing. It's it's like we said before. It's not one size fits all. It's just the fact that we've got these opportunities now. That it doesn't have to be one case or the other case. You don't have to necessarily work five days or not work at all. It's now that there is this just this raft of opportunities for somewhere in the middle. Yeah, which we're so lucky to have. And it's great. It's great that there is that somewhere in the middle where I suspect a lot of us will fit into. Thank you for listening to Take a Moment with NCHC. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes. You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels. 